busy few days here in Stashville, and if you've avoided all social media and news outlets since Friday, Ostopy is headed to the A-Center in a move that has been lauded for moving the university and its athletics department up in the hierarchy of Division One athletics. Today, it seemed like a tremendous opportunity to ask A-Center Commissioner Ted Gumbart all about the move, his hopes for the league, and Austin Peace place in that grand vision. Commissioner Gumbart, thank you so much for being here today. Hey, well, thanks for inviting me. Uh, I got my first chance to officially say, let's go pee, and uh, it it's, a pleasure. You. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here on the PCAST. So I ask all our student athletes and all our coaches who sit down across from me this question at some point in the interview, and it's going to take on a slightly different connotation with you. Why Austin P? All right, is this the part where you're asking me that question? Yes. Why Austin P? I will say because uh, no single reason, but if I give you kind of the top uh, pieces that are important, we are building something new. Uh, we uh, didn't have football in our league, and we had some folks that sponsored FCS football. I had to make a decision to grow and be a permanent home for them or go in a different direction. And uh, over three and a half years ago, we built a plan and said, we're going to try to add football. And so you just take uh, our headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia, and start drawing circles, you know, 100 miles, 200 miles, 300 miles. Uh, where are the most attractive uh, programs that would consider being a builder? Uh, join us. We're going to build something new. So Kennesaw State, uh, pretty good foundation to start from. A young program, successful, uh, won uh, playoff games, and uh, we go from there. Now, it has to be an institutional fit. Our presidents, it really comes to the point that you're, if you're nine, you're inviting a 10th one to sit at the table with you. If you're 12, you're inviting a 13th. So it's got to be uh, an institution that shares our values, which is students first, uh, you know, focus on education, focus on graduation, and, uh, but you've got to be of a, you know, that building mindset. You've got to be uh, proactive. You've got to want to build your own future. And uh, we also wanted programs that are not afraid of a challenge, that they don't look at a lineup and say, eh, you know, we might not win as much in there. Uh, you have to look at it as, oh, you know what? We'll get better. If we're playing better teams, we'll have a better chance to recruit and we'll be better. And so that attitude that uh, playing the, the best makes you better uh, was important. So we wanted people that w would rise to the challenge, that has an institutional profile, and uh, we also said that uh, people do business with people. So Austin P is a great brand name. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's some listeners that uh, may have sat in the stands and said, the fly is open, let's go pee! Uh, yep. that, that there's great heritage, and basketball is a strong sport, but we, we wanted a full program uh, leadership like Gerald and Michael Lacari bring are very important, and uh, it, it's amazing. At 12, uh, we wanted one more football school to, to give us six, uh, so that was another factor that we were prioritizing a football program. 
But all in all, Austin P was someone that uh, struck an interest internally, and you just have to wait and say, hey, if the time is ever correct, you know, let's find out if there's an interest. But that, that I guess, summarizes some of the things that go into uh, when you're trying to build and finding people that share that desire. You know, conference realignment is not a new thing in college athletics by any stretch, but I think what you've had to do in the A-Sun is really interesting because there's not much of a blueprint to follow where you are starting your football league from the ground up as you're trying to add in these different programs and these different institutions. Talk about how difficult it is to kind of marry all these different competing ideals together to make your vision one that's not only coherent and good for you guys, but also attracting these other schools that are coming in, these high-level schools that may be in a situation that they're satisfied, but they see your situation and go, I want to be part of that. Yeah, I think that uh, you hit one of the things that four years ago maybe, uh, we had a very similar conversation with our CEOs, and we were talking about buyout fees, we were talking about exit terms, and our membership led by the presidents, decided, you know what, let's do everything we can to make our conference attractive. And let's start with making it attractive to our own members. You know, what did they want? Satisfy them. And much like uh, a coach who recruits players, uh, the teammates are the ones that they're going to trust. Whatever the team tells them, that's the truth. Well, whatever our presidents feel, that should be the truth. So we went and said, okay, what do you want to do? I said, well, we want to be uh, innovative. We want to be flexible. It's kind of like the opposite of what the NCAA has been accused of. It's like, you're so big, you can't make a decision. It's like, all right, let, let's be bold and let's be proactive. And one of the first things we did was committed to ESPN that we would produce out of every campus. We would be an origination point for ESPN broadcasts. We didn't even know what technology we were going to use. But we said we'd do it. And that brought us from the back of the line to the front of the line. And so we helped build ESPN3. And uh, we like to say the SEC network was built on the technology designed in all those ASUN build-outs. So the idea that we have to do something new and different, well, then we formed this football partnership with the Big South. Uh, we had had this s swimming association, which now CCSA, Coastal Collegiate Sports Association, sponsors a beach volleyball championship. Uh, we have a men's lacrosse league. We, we built two men's lacrosse leagues in the last eight years. And the one we have now has Utah and Air Force. Uh, you know, it's just a great way to provide a home. I said, why are you doing that? I said, because we engage, we show the world that we care about student athletes, and we provide them a place to play. And, and you show the schools as well that you're committed to them, and it doesn't necessarily matter if it fits what you're currently doing. If you can make it work, you're going to make it work to provide for the student-athletes. Yeah, that was exactly why about 16, 17 years ago we did the Swimming League. Uh, there was four conferences that had three teams each, uh, the Big South, the Southern, the MEAC, and the A-Sun. And uh, our swimming programs at the time, Campbell was one of them, said, can you take the lead? Can you make this happen? And I said, "Is it? it it's what you, you guys need. So we came up with a model that said we're not going to use conference funds, you know, because the, the other eight didn't want that, but say, okay, we'll do this. We'll provide the player of the week. We'll provide the championship. We'll get trophies. We'll organize the championship and run it. And it, it worked. There was three from each conference, 
and it was a zero-based budget annually. You know, we spend whatever we take in. And going to that championship really was amazing because the only reason you're there is to provide them that opportunity. There's no AQ in swimming. Uh, nobody's, uh, you know, trying to market their brand. It's just give these swimmers a chance. So that's just kind of been built into our history. But you're right, that four or five years ago, to convince uh, a basketball program that expanding into football will be in their best interest. So that that was really a big step. And once people bought in, uh, it really took off. What goes into the decision to expand in the first place? What all factors are you considering? Because the A-Sun looks a lot different now than it did then. Probably for the better. I'm, I'm not going to say that necessarily, but – I'll since, say it for the better. Since, for the be you can say it too. Since we're in it, I'm going to say it's yeah, better by go. definition. That's right. Well, when people compare things uh, like, oh, okay, let's see, what's your RPI and what's their RPI? It's like, wait a minute, make sure you put yourself on the other side of the ledger because you're now in our group. And uh, so it, if you're part of the top part of that league, whichever league it is, and you move over to the A-Sun, then you are strengthening. We always want to strengthen ourselves. We don't add someone to get weaker. Uh, You're but, not just filling a number. That's right. So we, the best time to expand is when you don't need a school. Uh, you, it's strength from strength. Uh, we, we didn't have to have a school. We had two years to add a, another football school because we have this year we're going to bid. The next two years with five, we're guaranteed to bid. So we didn't need to add anybody. But I'll tell you, the uh, uh, opportunity to get stronger uh, is something that we'll look at. So you asked what, what goes into the decision to expand. Uh, I'll answer generically. I had some uh, veteran commissioners tell me, said there's really only three reasons. One, money. So if you can add a school and then your financial pie grows so that everybody's slice is bigger, that's good. And Miles Brand, who was the first institutional president to lead the NCAA when he came from Indiana to be president of the NCAA, uh, he said, we cannot be ashamed of our financial value. He said, that means people uh, have an attraction, an affiliation. He says, you can't be ashamed of that. Get the money. And then it's how you deploy it. I mean, if DuPont uh, or Dow now wants to be a sponsor of uh, somebody's research lab and give them a million bucks to study something, that's big news. If CBS wants to give the NCAA a billion dollars to do the basket, that's big news. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So financial value would be one. Second is survival. If you're about uh, losing and you got to replace them to survive, we've been there. I've been there when we were uh, eight schools. Uh, in fact, when I came on board nearly 30 years ago, my first year, Georgia Southern was leaving the TAC to go to the Southern Conference and the TAC lost its bid for one year. Uh, so that's another reason to expand. Well, we're, we're what I call probably below the money line. I think in, in major college athletics, you get the, the FBS uh, group, and then in the CCA 22, the, the other 22 conferences, you have the West Coast, you have uh, Missouri Valley perhaps, uh, you know, everybody's membership's changed a little, but Gonzaga and Brigham Young and St. Mary's and uh, the West Coast, then you have the A-10 and the Big East. They are making big decisions based on contracts and finances. But I call that the money line. The Colonial had a couple in the Final Four, uh, you know, and that those teams are no longer in the league. 
So I think that's about where it is. So for us, what do we look for in expansion? Uh, it's great to be strong and say we don't need to. That's, that's when everybody wants to know, oh, they're strong. That's where we want to be. Uh, it's not about uh, the television contract. You know, we're going to get everything we can, but it's not going to be significant if you look at Austin Peay's university budget. So then it comes down to what are you trying to do as a conference? And, and for us, it's to be sustained strength. We want to build to be the best we can and give everybody a chance to get better. So uh, that's what it comes down to. And so for Austin P, it was like, hey, well, th they've got a lot of assets, an established brand, a history of success, good leadership, uh, a great place. I mean, it's, it's within our footprint, you know, right between Louisville and Nashville. And, uh, you know, one, uh, here's a quiz question. Who was the SID at the TAC? when I joined the conference 30 years ago. Oh gosh, what's his name at Louisville? Nope, it nope. was Chris Phillips. Really? That's true. So yeah, working in a little uh, Austin P history that Chris was uh, the SID at the Trans-America Athletic Conference. Our offices were in Athens, Georgia. So there, throw that out there for the fans. I'm I am looking forward to quizzing Chris about his time in the tech the next time I talk to him. Oh yeah, my formative years were and make sure you tell him that it came directly from me that I enjoyed our tennis matches and I'm just glad that I prevailed in the overall series. You better bring your racket next time you come up here then cuz he's going to want to run that back I have a feeling. Yeah, I, it could be but you know, I'm in a different bracket now. <laughs> he might say he is too. So what is your vision for the A-Sun once it's fully grown, or is that even not really a concept of full growth anymore because it is so transitive and so many things change so quickly? Well, I think the, the, the idea of being dynamic, uh, and Michael Lacari called it uh, vital, you know, campus vitality, I think is something that if you focus on it, it may evolve and change, but it's about being uh, willing to explore the new. I mean, when I went to school, uh, I had to take Fortran and COBOL, which were computer programming languages. And uh, so they're, it's C-O-B-O-L. I wish everybody could. I and wish everyone could see the blank look on my face right now. Like I've got, <laughs> I have no so frame of reference for this. Uh, we're uh, using punch cards. Uh, and, uh, you know, then I was in graduate school and I got, called into the dean's office uh, for an interview, and it didn't take him long to figure out I didn't know anything about computers, because apparently we were supposed to do something in the computer lab with a floppy disk of, you know, five and a quarter, and uh, with my DOS commands, somehow or other, I copied the blank disk to the hard drive, rather than copying the hard drive to the disk, and I wiped out their computer. Uh, so uh, they asked me a couple questions and quickly found out, like, now nah, this guy doesn't know uh, a DOS drive from a floppy <laughs> disk. And so uh, I know a little bit more now, but it's funny that, 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 so what's new is gonna change, but your acceptance of it and your willingness to embrace it uh, is gonna be the constant. So we do, we wanna go out and see what's new, what's, what's the next thing. Uh, you know, I uh, told our staff, uh, I'm signing all these things by DocuSign or Adobe. Uh, I said, we, we need this. They're like, go find it. I don't want to mail anything ever again. <laughs> so we talked about it a little bit in the 
press conference earlier, but people have a lot of questions about the divisions, about the travel, about the championships and postseason structures. And like you said, we just signed all this stuff on Friday. But knowing that people are going to keep asking anyway, what kind of thought have you given to it at this point? Well, I I think uh, obviously football, we are going to have six teams, so there's a five-game schedule. So we've got that uh, mapped out, and then we'll have everybody together uh, and and make sure that's something that everybody's happy with before we release it. Basketball, at the very least, everyone will play everybody, so that's a dozen games. And then we had a meeting last year. We had a committee. What's the proper number of games? And uh, there was a 16, 18, 20 discussion and 18-1, and then we started mapping the weeks, and uh, it turned out that the holiday, you know, over the New Year's, uh, we didn't want to play conference play, and there's too many opportunities to play in these neutral site tournaments and maybe get a dollar for it that they said, no, don't play there, and so we moved the games. If you move them later, it just compresses the season and you play three games in a week, and that was unacceptable. If you play them in the first semester, uh, you actually have some possibilities that your team is going to change with eligibility and and maybe you got somebody that's becoming eligible. And and coaches like to prepare. They're very A-type personalities. They want to know everything before they go play. Nobody wants to play a conference game in November. So we went to 16, but we would probably uh, re-examine that and say, how many games do you want? And we'll build a schedule accordingly. Uh, the other thing is most people probably know the big conferences like an ACC, Big Ten, SEC are playing more conference games. It's the true double round now for almost all of those, right? Well, and they're also doing it in response to their TV contracts. I mean, if you're uh, Vanderbilt, and you're trying to sell your TV and your, your crowd, your season ticket package, do you want to see him play Georgia or do you want to see him play Austin P? And I was like, well, Austin P's okay, but let, let's beat Georgia. And the more of those matchups you have, the, the, the networks like it. And the season ticket, you know, you can justify those seat licenses. So they play more of them. And, uh, you know, it used to be if you had eight in your conference, you know, you need more games. Now they got... 14 or 16, they can play as many as they want. So we need to be proactive and provide games. So I could see that uh, if not next year, in the not too distant future, we have a reserved weekend where we're gonna play in either early December before exams, because it doesn't do us any good to have a game when the students aren't there. Uh, So they, hey, you know, it's exam week and our students are gone. Great, well, you're gonna host uh, Lipscomb this week. And you're like, "Uh, no. So we've got to think of those things, but it could be a, a November weekend just to get in that extra set of games. I want to get your perspective on what this move to the ASUN does to kind of enhance the experience for Austin because I know kind of internally what we think. We've, we've put a lot of words in the air and to paper over the last 72 hours or so to that effect, but I want to know from the league's perspective, how does this enhance the experience for the student-athletes? Well, there's two sides. One, uh, our membership plan is designed to add value to our current members. You know, my job was not at the time to add value to Austin P. Uh, now Austin P is a member of the ASUN and we compete beginning July 1. So any good partnership has to add value on both sides. 
you know, you, you uh, and, and by the way, I am very uh, excited to make my debut on the PCAST, but uh, I understand it might be Colby's uh, swan song. So you talk about getting a, a better option. 20 minutes uh, in, I thought I was going to escape. Yeah, I thought well, I was going to escape. No, you said anything goes. So, I did. Uh, I did, and I hold true to that. So the, uh, the option is like, hey, you know, you got a partner uh, that offered you a value add. You said, ah, oh, you know, I'm going to make more money. I'm going to spend more time with my family. And those, are, those match up with things that are important to me. And uh, so the same thing holds true with a conference and an institution. Uh, if you don't have an option, you stay, you stay put. If you're presented with an option, that usually starts privately. You know, would you have any interest? And like, ah, maybe, I don't know. Let me talk to so-and-so. And like, okay, we'll get back to me. And so informal discussions take place. And at some point, uh, I say, hey, we'd like to talk about this, you know, really. Seriously. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. And uh, so there was an interim president while some other schools were uh, moving into the ASON. We had all the respect in the world for that. In fact, uh, said, it, it's not something you can do right now. You shouldn't. You know, you go pick a president and go run your university. Uh, but when the time comes, it has to be a value add. And so, uh, you know, we look at it that the conference gains, uh, you know, again, strength. Uh, there's certain strength in numbers. There's certain strength in football. We wanted to be six. Uh, it's just a good fit today, and we hope it's a long-term fit. What about the coaches and administration? Because I think that there could be some, you know, change is scary. Coaches thrive on continuity. I can, I haven't seen, I haven't talked, but I could feel that there might be some, hmm, this is scary, it's new. This is a great opportunity for them if only they approach it that way. Yeah, it's interesting that you say change is scary. And that was one of the things that we had to address, you know, four or five years ago. I said, are we going to go for this? Like, this isn't a halfway thing. You don't say, ah, we're kind of half going to add football. Yeah, you don't dip a toe in those waters. No, you say, if, if we're going to do this, we're doing it for uh, strength, and we're doing it for sustainability, and we're doing it, you said student-athlete experience. And like, obviously, uh, going to places that uh, are, you know, we want them to be good uh, destinations, good facilities, but we also want places where uh, they'll make contacts that might help them in the rest of their life. You know, it's like, okay, so there's a certain uh, set of business folks in Jacksonville. There's a certain set of business people in Atlanta, and uh, like there are up here. And Clarksville's growing. So Tennessee and the Nashville greater area is a growth area. You know, you're putting up new facilities. You're growing. That That's big for us. But uh, all right, now we're 20, how many minutes in? Uh, About 25. All right. So it doesn't take too long to learn that the commissioner is a talker. Uh, you push the button and he'll go. Uh, so I have to admit, I even don't remember the question <laughs> that you asked when I'm over here talking about, uh, you know, oh, well, it's about this and that. Honestly, I don't either at this point. Yeah. Uh, All right. So let me ask you one. You said that there's a question that always comes in, uh, you know, you wanted to ask me. So here's one for you. Uh if you were a warning label, what would it say? Hmm. Caution hasn't eaten today. Yeah. 
That is a factor. You know, people get grumpy. They I made mean, a I'm, whole Snickers. I'm, uh, I'm a wee bit hangry. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, let me see what I can do for <laughs> you. Uh, that, uh, we did talk about uh, getting a value proposition, which kind of set us off. But uh, from our standpoint, it is about building options. Uh, stay flexible. Adapt. You know, adapt. Things don't stay the same. So you've got to have a plan, and then you've got to change with the environment. You've got to be ready to adapt. And to me, that's an exciting thing. And, and the presidents that we've added to our league, the ADs that we've added, oh, you talked about coaches and, and maybe being a little scary, that, yeah, change is scary. And we had to overcome that and say, it's okay. And you know what? At the ASUN level, it's okay to be wrong. We, we tried an incentive fund for scheduling to try to get people to change their habits and scheduling. And we didn't have enough money. You know, people said, well, we're, we're gonna commit to this. We're gonna do it. It's like, and then the basketball game for 90,000 came up. Like, oh, I'm gonna go play that game. You know, actually I'm gonna play three, you know. So it's a guarantee game and it's not a guaranteed loss, but you know, we're, we're not at 500 in those games. Let's put it that way. Right, right, right. So, uh, you know, we said, this isn't the right thing. So we changed. We said, look, take that money. Let's bring it over here and put it into a ESPN incentive fund and said, if you broadcast more events, you'll get more of our revenue. So we made an incentive there and that worked really well. So we got everybody up to, you know, 30, then 40. And, you know, we may require people to do 40 but then 40 to 50, you get an extra bonus. And from 50 to 60, you might get an extra bonus. So uh, if something doesn't work, change. Uh, but the SEC and the ACC, they, they can't try stuff and fail. Yeah, they don't have that kind of flexibility. No, they can't just wing it. It's like, let's try this. And I'm not saying that we do things without a plan, but the fear of failure doesn't stop us from trying stuff. So that's, that's a little freeing too, you know, to say, hey, don't be scared, it's all right. If it doesn't work, we'll reevaluate and we'll recover. If your new job doesn't work out, that's all right. You got a great gig that you're marketable in, welcome back, Come, we'll work for the A-Sun. We'll do a remote deal, you work from home, you know, we'll figure it out. So. Well, I'm just gonna oh, quote you on that. Look at the left-handed guy. I'm gonna, gonna quote you on that, and if you yep. just wanna sign. <laughs> Okay, so we talked about the student-athletes, we talked about the coaches. Since I'm moving into the fandom role a little bit more now, talk about the fans. Because I think we've adopted this mindset of the OVC is where we belong and we will go play these traditional games that we've always played, which tradition's great. It is. But you've alluded to the places that we're going to have an opportunity to go now. Atlanta, Jacksonville, Louisville thriving metropolises, places that are interesting, places that, frankly, are vacation destinations. Like, I am, I cannot wait for that first Kennesaw Road football game. I'm going down there. I'm going to make a weekend of it. I'm going to go to Atlanta. I'm going to catch a Braves game. I'm going to do the whole thing. And people have got to adopt that mindset of this is a, such a cool opportunity. Well, and it's also a chance to continue some historic rivalries. I mean, Eastern – uh, Kentucky and Jacksonville State uh, are in the neighborhood and things do change. When you started in uh, the OVC, Kennesaw State wasn't a Division I program. They're, they're, I don't even know what level they were at at that point. Not born. No. FGC wasn't born. 
uh, you know, Central Arkansas has been Division One. Uh, forget how many years. Brad Teague helped them in the transition, and he's their AD still. But he's built them uh, into a very strong and successful program. So things change. Uh, like I said, UCF was in our league for about 15 years. It was a great place for them to grow. So they came from Division Two. They added football. They moved up to Division One. They built their football program, and they went. Uh, they were A-Sun champs in a lot of sports, won a lot of things. They didn't even have a softball team at the time. And then they moved up, and now they're, in, they're moving into the Big 12, Power 5. So we kind of celebrate the growth and being dynamic. It's okay. It's okay. You grow and your needs change. Let's get everybody where they need to be. And uh, is that kind of a selling point almost in a way? Like, look, you can come here with us and look at the opportunities that again then become laid out before you if you excel and if you put everything into it and if you truly believe in the vision that we have here, the sky's the limit for you. You can go and do anything. I think that's a great attitude, whether it's conference or whether it's a team or anything else in life, that you say, hey, if you take advantage of what's in front of you and, and succeed – then achievement uh, is like a magnet. Guess what? Everybody wants to be around a winner. And so if you're a coach, it's like, I don't know. You know, I don't know if they have this or that. Well, examine it. Say, what do you need to win? And say, I will come coach under these circumstances. And if the institution and you match, and you say, all right, I'm going to come do it, then you got to put everything into it. And you know, again, coaches, God bless them. I could never be a coach. Uh, I, I, I'd go nuts because you have to start every year. It's a new thing. It's a blank slate regardless. And you are going to be evaluated by the success of your team. Now, thankfully, we've got graduation rates and APR uh, that give some academic balance to it. And uh, you're motivated to make a good match because you need the kids to graduate, which means they need to stay in the program, which means you need to pick academically sound students. And then guess what? We're all really competitive. We want to win. So uh, you, you want the best talent, but you got to figure out how you're going to do it. And if you're in Austin P starting next year, you say, all right, we got to be able to beat Eastern Kentucky. We got to be able to beat Central Arkansas. But we also got to beat Bellarmine and we got to beat FGCU, uh, you know, figure it out. But if you achieve, then options will grow. And you'll either be promoted uh, within your own family or you'll have a chance to go somewhere else, which is okay. That's okay. If we have success, that will set us up fine. I'll close, as I'm going to close here with you, by asking our student athletes, our coaches, about the future. I know it's probably not fair to ask you about the future after you just hit what's a pretty big milestone for your conference, but where do you envision you guys going from here with Austin P alongside? All right, this is a great chance for me to give you the ASUN code of ethics uh, or our code of conduct. It's four things. This is it. Be honest. Be fair. Be respectful. Be responsible. That's it. You do those four, everything else kind of works itself out. Yeah, so wait, what did you say about this not being fair? I said, if you're not going to be fair, that doesn't meet our code, and I can't participate in that. I mean, Colby, you got to be fair. But you did say uh, everything's open and we're on a podcast, and so in the circumstances, 
I think it's entirely fair. I would always put the person on the hot seat. If I had the commissioner, I'd say, uh, because we're on a podcast, this is fair. Tell our fans something they don't know. Tell, break some news on the PCAST. Uh, the floor is yours, sir. All right. Well, here's what I'll tell you, that there was a video we put out. It was a TED Talks. And uh, because I'm the commissioner, my name's Ted. That was the really incredible original name. And then we said, wait a minute, uh, we probably ought to change that because that might have already been taken. <laughs> so we, we put out these TED Talks about. Totally different. Totally Com- different. Completely yeah. different concept. That's right. So TED Talks about. Uh, in January of 2020, we put one out that said, uh, we are exploring a major expansion project, and it includes football, and the goal would be primarily state institutions uh, close to our footprint, and we would build uh, the ASUN into a larger and football conference. So that was all part of the plan. And then we also said it's possible within the NCAA rules that if we grew to 18, we could uh, split into two conferences. Mm. Now, the landscape changes a little bit. Uh, That's from 2020 that we said if the opportunity presents itself, we would plan to keep growing and split into two conferences. Uh, There's some different ways to do that. There's some different approaches. And uh, there's been some folks that that are hesitant, saying like, well, uh, you know, the other people won't like it. And my response was, well, I know when we put our football group together this year, we simply followed the rules and therefore were eligible and therefore were taking a spot in the field. And some people didn't like it. And I was like, "Mm, still the rule. They got a big book. That's right. We got a big book. Follow the rules. So uh, we are always looking ahead. We're trying to find a way to continue to grow. Uh, So there's some more partnerships, I think, coming. Uh, But I I imagine whether it's the NCAA constitution change or just the the life after COVID, we hope we get to a true after COVID, but we have to adapt. We have to be more flexible. We have to be, uh, you know, with the student athletes that now with their online options and you do some in class and some from remote, uh, it actually helps with our athletics because now people that used to have to be home for exams are like, well, actually, it's an online exam. You can, you can be wherever you want to be. Uh, so we, we adapt. But uh, that, I think, would just be the, the end game is to say we're open to uh, more partnerships. We're open to, whether that's with an institution or a conference or a corporation or uh, a facility, uh, you know, there's some, there's some ideas being looked at. Uh, we, we just want to be continually proactive in building, building the ASUN so that it delivers value to Austin P. We are so excited to be part of this. This is a match made in heaven. I cannot tell you how excited I am to watch how this partnership grows over the coming weeks, months, and years. Commissioner, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun to do, and uh, we've got something we're going to start doing that uh, with media folks that invite me to participate. So I will sign on the dotted line for this one that uh, <laughs> we are going to have a set of T-shirts made up. And the first run is going to be the founding members for Ooh. football. 
So it's going to be a collector's set. So I'm going to get you one of those. I got to get one of those. Yep. And uh, so you'll get it from a fan standpoint. We'll be glad to, to see you wear it uh, next proud. time we see you at a game. I'll be proud to wear it. Commissioner Ted Gumbart, thank you so much. You got it. There is a house in New Orleans.